Hello, Pablo. Hello, everybody else. Welcome to the Three-Way Quizzo podcast for the week of Sunday, September the 9th, 2012. My God, has it come to this? It is yet another podcast version of a Philadelphia-style British pub quiz. This is going to be a general knowledge trivia game. You can play by yourself or you can play against other people. Here's how. Uh, This is ideally a written game, right? So you can have a whole bunch of teams and you'll compete in round one and then round two and then round three. At the end of the game, whatever team has the highest score will be the winners of whatever you decide the prize is. So let's go through the rules. If you want a written version of the rules, go to quizzo.blogspot.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O dot blogspot.com. Or check your phone or iPod or whatever you're listening to this on for the metadata. That will also have the written down rules. Uh, But let's go through them. It's going to be a general knowledge trivia game of three rounds of questions. I'll do the questions for round number one, and then we'll reveal the answers. Then I'll do the questions, and then reveal the answers for round two. And then the questions and an answer reveal for round number three. One of those three rounds, you get to use your joker. A joker is very important to this game. It can make or break your game. Uh, It is like a blind double. When you joker around, all of the regular points that you got right that round double in value. And if you use it on a round where you got a lot of questions right, you can get a lot of joker points. If you use it on a round where you only got like three right, you're kind of screwed. Uh, So here are some important rules to remember about the Joker. First of all, you only get to Joker one of your three rounds in this game. Also, you do have to choose to use the Joker before you hear the answers to any of the questions to that round. Like I said, it's a blind double. You can't know how well you did when you choose to use the Joker. And most importantly, only your 10 regular points double on a Joker, all right? Bonus points or extra credit points, whatever I happen to call them, they never double, not even on a Joker. What else? Uh, Team limit is typically six people per team, but since you're doing this on your own, do as you see fit. Also, spelling is not all that important in this game. You're not going to lose points simply for misspelling an answer, uh, unless, of course, the question is to correctly spell something. Same thing goes for full names. Unless I say otherwise, a full name is not necessary for you to get the point. Just a first name or just a last name is usually good enough. If it's not, I will make explicit otherwise. Also, as you can tell by the end of that last sentence, sometimes I make mistakes. If you think that I screwed up the answer to a question, if you think I'm wrong, feel free to overrule me and adjudicate the matter for yourself. However, I do ask that if you think that I'm wrong, if you think you caught me in error, please, please, please send me an email. Let me know and make the show better. I will even feature your correction. I can fix this shit in post. Um, The email address is threewayquizzo at gmail.com. That's the numeral three, W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com want else. Uh, There's no cheating. That means no books or magazines or newspapers or computers or cell phones. I mean, if you're playing by yourself, feel free to look things up, but that's not really in the spirit of the game. I'm not going to hunt you down and break your thumbs, though. Mainly because I am a very squeamish man. That would make me throw up. Oh, what else? There's other rules. Um... And finally, I love this part of the game, because this is where I get to have a sip of beer. Uh, This is a drinking person's game. How nice. That we live in an era of not just aluminum cans, but also refrigeration. It's a beautiful thing. Things could be so much worse. And if you're listening to this, you gotta admit, we've got it pretty good, huh? So, here is a toast to things not being quite as bad as they need to be. And also, to you. Thank you for listening. Uh, Cheers. Slencha. Prost. Chin-chin. Salute. Whatever you say.
in your neck of the woods. And if there's something you do say that I am neglecting, please let me know. Threewayquizzo at gmail.com. Anyway, enough of my stupid plug. Cheers. All right, and let's begin our game. Round number one. Question number one. Round one, question one. There is an English word. It is a verb. That is an action word to those of you in third grade. Uh, it can mean to enclose. It can mean to sell, and that's S-E-L-L. -L. And it can mean to duel. What is that? What English word can mean to enclose, to sell, or to duel? Question number two, question number two. The answer to this question is a portmanteau. That means that like uh, it's a mashup word like smog or spork or spam. Uh, the answer to this is a mashup of the name of a former governor of Massachusetts and the name of an amphibian. Uh, the word came about because a map the governor was responsible for kind of looked like the amphibian. So what word is that? It is a portmanteau, a mashup word, and it comes from the name of a governor of Massachusetts and an amphibian because a map the governor was responsible for kind of looked like that amphibian. What mashup portmanteau is that? Question number three, question number three, the haiku. The haiku is a relatively modern form of poetry. It's actually an update of an older form of traditional Japanese poetry. That same dude who basically single-handedly updated Japanese poetic styles also is responsible for a modern style. You know how a haiku is five syllables and then seven syllables and then five syllables? This other one is five syllables, then seven syllables, then five syllables, then seven syllables, then seven syllables. What is the name of that poetic form? So it is a relatively modern update of an ancient Japanese poetic form. Instead of the haiku, which is five, seven, five, this one is five, seven, five, seven, seven. What type of poem is that? Question number four, question number four, in the film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted, they get a time machine. It's a time machine that looks like a phone booth. But anyway, where do they get the time machine from? Who gives it to them? Either give me the name of the actor or the name of the character, and you get the point. If you can name the character and the actor, you get a point of extra credit. So again, in the film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted are given their time machine from somebody. Either name the character or name the actor who played that character, and you get the point. If you can do both, name the actor and the character, you get a point of extra credit. Question number five, question number five. Saddam Hussein had a cousin with a nickname. Uh, the cousin's real name was Ali Hassan Al-Majid, but his nickname was Blank Ali because he seemed to have a certain fondness for gassing the Kurds. What nickname did he get? Again, it's Blank Ali. And he got that for his predilection for gassing Kurds. What nickname did he get? 
Question number six. Question number six. William Tell. William Tell. That guy who William S. Burroughs was trying to imitate. William Tell. You know, he's the guy with the apple on his kid's head. William Tell is a national hero of what is now what modern-day country. So where was William Tell originally from, if he was from anywhere? Because he might just be a myth. But anyway, where does he come from? What modern-day country? Question number seven. Question number seven. The Division Bell. The Division Bell is a studio album that was released in 1994. It was the final studio album released by what band? The Division Bell. That's the, like the article. Division, like the opposite of multiplication. And bell, like ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. The Division Bell, released in 1994, is the last studio album that was put out by what band? Question number eight. Question number eight. You know how like a baby cat is a kitten, and a baby dog is a puppy, and a baby cow is a calf? What do you call a baby koala, or a baby wombat, or a baby opossum? They all are called the same thing. What is it? So, a baby koala. Oh, a baby wombat. Mm, a baby opossum. Ugh. They all have the same name. What is it? Question number nine. Question number nine. What brand of lollipops is also the name for a type of bullet? So there is a brand of lollipop, and it shares a name with a type of bullet. This is a bullet that gets, like, shot from a gun, that kind of bullet. What name do they share? And question number 10, round number one. Question number 10, if you see a sign and the sign says, Piso Mojado, what is the sign trying to tell you? If you see a sign and it says, Piso, that's P like Peter, I-S, like Samuel, O, Piso, Mojado, that's M, like Mary, O, J, like the Simpson, A, D, like David, O. What is that sign attempting to communicate? All right, let's go through these questions one final time. Round number one, question number one, there is an English word it can mean to enclose. It can mean to sell, or it can mean to duel. What word is that? Question number two. There is uh, a mashup word, a portmanteau. That is a mashup of the name of a former Massachusetts governor and the name of an amphibian. If you mash them together, you get the answer. And it refers to a map the former was responsible for that resembled the latter. Question number three, a haiku has five, seven, five in terms of syllabic structure. What type of Japanese poetry has the structure five, seven, five, seven, seven? Question number four, in the film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted get their time machine from whom? Name either the actor or the character. You get the point. If you can name both, you get a point of extra credit. Question number five, Saddam Hussein, his late cousin Ali Hassan al-Majid, 
got a nickname for gassing the Kurds. What was that nickname? It was Blank Ali. Fill in the blank. Question number six. William Tell. Ah, thanks, Dad. That William Tell. What country is he from? Uh, what modern-day country would he have hailed from? if he were an actual real person. Question number nine, The Division Bell. That is an album from 1994, and it is the most recent studio album from what band? Question number eight, A Baby Koala, A Baby Wombat, and A Baby Possum. What is the term for them? It's the same thing for all of them. What is it? Question number nine, There's a brand of lollipop that is also a kind of bullet. Tell me what that is for the point. And question number ten, If a sign says, Piso Mojado, what is it trying to communicate? All right, that is it for round number one. Uh, I'm going to be right here just thinking about stuff. But remember, if you're feeling really good about this round, you might want to joker it. All of the regular points that you get right will double in value if you do joker. But if you do joker round one, you do not get to joker round two or round three. So think about that. And if you don't want to hear the answers yet, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause the answers to round number one. Round number one, question number one, to enclose, to sell, to duel. All of these have a synonym in to fence, fence. Question number two, there is a word, it is a mashup word, that's called a portmanteau, which also could be a term for when Natalie Portman's pants are too tight. Anyway, this word comes from the name of a Massachusetts governor, his name was Elbridge Jerry, and the map looked kind of like a salamander. It was gerrymander. That's where we get the word gerrymander. Question number three, five, and then seven, and five. That is a haiku. Ta-da. Uh, if it goes five, seven, five, seven, seven, what is that? That is a tanka, a tanka. Also, a modern updating of a traditional Japanese form, the tanka. Question number four. Question number four. In Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where did they get their time machine from? They got it from Rufus. Rufus. And Rufus was played by George Carlin. George Carlin. If you put down either Rufus or George Carlin, you got the point. If you put down both, you got a point of extra credit. Question number five. Saddam Hussein's cousin, Ali Hassan al-Majid, was better known to his friends as Chemical Ali. Chemical Ali. Question number six, William Tell. William Tell is considered a national hero, which is kind of weird. But then again, so are the Swiss. He's from what is now Switzerland, if he is real at all. Question number seven. Question number seven, The Division Bell, released in 1994, was the last studio album by what band? It's Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Their last studio album is The Division Bell. Question number eight, A Baby Koala a baby wombat, and a baby opossum. They're all marsupials, and they're all called what another baby marsupial is, a joey, a joey. They're all called joeys. Question number nine, the brand of lollipop that is also a type of bullet. They're both dum-dum, dum-dums. Question number ten, if a sign says piso mojado, usually it will also say cuidado piso mojado, but I think that's just because, you know, the Spanish, they're hot-blooded. Oh, boy. The answer to this question is wet floor, wet floor. And surprise, the word piso has nothing to do with the puddle. Question, that was it. Okay, so tally up your scores for round number one, see how well you did. And remember, you have to get the original question to get a bonus point. 
and all. That's the rule I forgot. Okay, see, I'm human. And also, if you jokered this round, remember, only your regular points, double bonus points, don't blah, 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 blah. Let's continue on with our game. Round number two. Round number two. Question number one. Round two. Question number one. Uh, it's almost 9-11 again. Happy anniversary. Never forget. Oh, on the original 9-11, well, I mean, prob that was probably closer to like the 1500th. 9-11. But anyway, uh, on September 11, 2001, there's a phrase that came out of that uh, that Republicans really tried to use as kind of like a macho, posturing, bullshit, action hero, Chuck Norrisy type of thing. But actually, uh, it's attributed to Todd Beamer, and it probably was in reference to a beverage cart. What phrase is that? Again, this is a phrase that came out of 9-11, and it was often used as a really, like, macho, blustery, bullshit, uh, make my day kind of thing. But really, it probably was a reference made by Todd Beamer to a beverage cart. What phrase is that? Question number two. Question number two. Which crime boss, who was nicknamed the Robin Hood of Medellin, was shot to death on a rooftop on December 2nd, 1993? What crime boss and, I'll say it, job creator, he was nicknamed the Robin Hood of Medellin, was shot to death on a rooftop on December 2nd, 1993. Question number three, question number three. Of all the people who've ever hosted an Oscar ceremony, like the Academy Awards, if you ranked all of the Oscar hosts in terms of how many times they've hosted the Oscars, tell me who the top two people would be in terms of most hosting duties. If you can name one of the top two Oscar hosts, you get a point. If you can name both of them, you get a point of extra credit. So again, the Two most popular Oscar hosts in terms of the number of times that they've hosted the Oscars. Tell me either who number one is or who number two is. If you can do both, you get a point of extra credit. Question number four. Question number four is about a bullshit form of pseudoscience therapy. Um, I say bullshit because it doesn't work and... Not only because it doesn't work, but also because it's a combination of two other bullshits. So this is a combination of toxic injection and acupuncture, and it's called apitherapy. That's A, like apple, P, like Peter, I, like igloo, and then the word therapy, like makes you better. Uh, apitherapy is a bullshit pseudoscientific treatment that uses what type of living thing? So one more time, apitherapy, it's a combination of toxic injection and acupuncture. And it's a bullshit pseudoscience bullshit. Uh, what type of living thing is at the center of apitherapy? Question number five, question number five, Cornell West. Cornell West, the civil rights activist and professor at Princeton University, has been in two of the three installments of what feature film trilogy. So there's a very famous film trilogy that Cornell West, civil rights activist and Princeton professor, has appeared in. He's appeared in two of the three films in this trilogy. What famous film trilogy is that? 
Question number six. Question number six. What former NFL player was forced to retire very young at the age of 36 after suffering a comminuted compound fracture of the leg? That's basically a fancy way of saying his leg was broken and broken good. It was crushed to bits. What NFL player is that? So again, in 1985, at the age of 36, this NFL player was forced to retire after suffering a comminuted compound fracture of the leg. That's where parts of the leg get crushed, literally, into bits. Which former NFL player is that? Question number seven. Question number seven. The word nerd. Nerd is the word. The word nerd first appeared in print in the book If I Ran the Zoo. That is a book written by whom? So the word nerd first appeared in print in the book If I Ran the Zoo. That was written by whom? Question number eight. Question number eight. Saturday Night Live has hosts, and there has only ever been one host who was also the child of a president. Which president? So which president's child is the only presidential child ever to host Saturday Night Live? Question number nine, question number nine, is the first in a series. This type of question is a, but I hardly know her question. All right, so you'll get the hang of what I mean. Uh, the word dicker. Define the verb dicker to dicker. What does that mean? That's D like David, I-C-K-E-R, dicker. What does that verb mean? And question number 10, round number two, question number 10. As long as we've got the sleaze ball rolling, no need to mess with that momentum. It sounds like a gross sex act, but it's not. It was a famous product in the 80s. It's called the Regina Steamer. What is that? What was the Regina Steamer? So one more time, the Regina, as in Spectre, and Steamer, that's S like Samuel, T like Thomas, E, E, M like Mary, E, R, Regina, Steamer. What kind of product was that? Okay, let's go through these questions, these graceful and majestic questions, one last time. Round number two. Question number one, there is a phrase that came out of September 11th, 2001. It was used later uh, by Republicans in political posturing to be like macho and shit. But in actuality, the phrase attributed to Scott Beamer probably was referring to a beverage cart. What phrase is that? Question number two, which crime boss and cartel head who was nicknamed the Robin Hood of Medellin, was killed on a rooftop on December 2nd, 1993. Question number three, 
in terms of hosts of the Academy Awards, either tell me who comes in number one or who comes in number two in terms of the most. If you can name both individuals, you get a point of extra credit. Question number four, the bullshit pseudoscientific treatment, apitherapy. It's a combination of toxic injection and acupuncture, and it involves what living thing? Question number five, the civil rights activist and professor at Princeton, Cornell West, appears in two of the three installments of what famous film trilogy? Question number six, which NFL player was forced to retire in 1985 after having suffered a comminuted compound fracture of the leg on TV? Two. Uh, question number seven, the word nerd first appeared in print in the book If I Ran the Zoo that was written by whom? Question number eight, which president's child is the only presidential child to have ever hosted Saturday Night Live? Question number nine, define the word dicker, as in dicker, I hardly know her. Uh, no, yeah, dicker, define it, it's a verb, what does it mean? And question number ten, it was a big hit in the 1980s, it was called the Regina Steamer. What type of product was that? All right, that's it for round number two, so just kick back and relax and put your giant brain through its paces. And if you don't want to hear the answers revealed to round number two just quite yet, if you need a little bit more time to think, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause the answers to round number two. Round number two, question number one, the two-word phrase attributed to Scott Beamer that became yet another shitty thing that you wanted to slap out of George W. Bush's face. It was actually probably in reference to a beverage cart that uh, passengers on a hijacked plane were trying to use as a battering ram, but instead some people decided to turn it into a line from Die Hard. Uh, it's let's roll, let's roll. He probably just said let's roll it, referring to the beverage cart. Question number two, the crime boss, Candyman, and formerly proud owner of a giant mustache who was nicknamed the Robin Hood of Medellin. He was killed uh, on a rooftop. He was shot to death on December the 2nd, 1993. That is the one and only, and let's be grateful for that, Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. He's the one that I talk to at the beginning of every episode. Thanks for the cocaine, Pablo. Question number three, the hosts of the Academy Awards. Who's hosted the most? Billy Crystal is in the top two with nine hosting performances, nine, but coming in at number one with more than double that, with 19 of them was Bob Hope. So if you put down Bob Hope or if you wrote down Billy Crystal, you got the point. If you put down both of them, you got a point of extra credit. Question number four, the bullshit treatment known as AP therapy. Here's what they do. They get bees to sting you on imaginary chi points. And it doesn't work. That's the worst part. So like for instance, not only might you have MS that's flaring up, but now you've been stung by a couple bees. Well done, proponents of bullshit. Well done. I commend you. Question number five. The civil rights activist and Princeton professor Cornell West has played Counselor West in the last two installments of the Matrix films. The matrices. Matrix. Question number six. The former NFL player who was forced to retire in 1985, very young, at the age of 36, after his leg was broken into little pieces. Yes, indeed. That was Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann, who, in a ridiculous bit of irony, did not break his femur. 
his name was originally pronounced Thiesman, and he changed it to increase his odds of winning a Heisman. I'm not making that up. Question number seven. Question number seven. The word nerd first appeared in print in the book If I Ran the Zoo that was written by whom? I wish I weren't such a grammar stickler or I would have made that whole thing rhyme. It's Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Question number eight. Question number eight. The only time that a presidential child has hosted Saturday Night Live. It's not Chelsea Clinton. It's not Amy Carter. No, it was... Ballet dancer Ron Reagan Jr. So the answer is Ronald Reagan. And question number nine. To dicker is to negotiate or to bargain or to barter or to argue like that about the value of something. To haggle. And it has connotations of cheapness, but you didn't have to put that. And question number ten. The Regina Steamer. That does sound like when the queen herself poops on your chest. But no, this is a carpet cleaner. Although if you put down vacuum cleaner, that's fine too. It does use a motor to suck shit up. It's the Regina Steamer Carpet Cleaner. That's how I remember it. All right, so tally up your scores uh, for round number two. Remember, if you joker round number two, all of your regular points doubled. But uh, you only get to joker one round, so don't joker more than one round and also remember if you forget to joker round number three like if you haven't jokered round one or round two uh it doesn't matter if you forget the joker still happens but don't forget because that will make things easier for everybody all right so let's carry on with this game finish this shit up with round number three round number three question number one round number three question number one what is the name of hershey's version of the nestle crunch Right, so Nestle's version of the Nestle Crunch is called the Nestle Crunch. What is the name of Hershey's version of that bar? Question number two. Question number two. Uh, what food stuff or like food ingredient? This is something that one ingests in food. Uh, what food stuff do you get when you take table sugar, good old-fashioned table sugar, and then add chlorine to it. So what do you get if you take table sugar and add chlorine? What food stuff do you get? Question number three. Question number three. What musical artist appeared to be possessed at the 2012 Grammys? And I don't mean like someone in the stands. And I don't mean someone in the audience, because I'm sure there was someone in the audience who was trying to look like they were possessed. I'm talking about someone who was performing at the 2012 Grammys. Who was that? Question number four. Question number four. It is called The Only Sea Without a Shoreline. The only shore that even comes close is Bermuda. And this sea was named after a type of seaweed. That was prevalent there, or like people thought, I don't follow seas. But anyway, what sea is that? It's called the sea with no shoreline. It's named after a type of seaweed, and it's kind of near Bermuda. What sea is that? Question number five. Question number five. A velocipede. Velocipede. That's velosa, like velociraptor. V-E-L-O-C-I. And then P, like Peter. E. D, like Dexter. E. Velocipede. That is an old-timey version of what modern-day thing? 
Question number six. Question number six. What capital city called the Pearl of the Orient by some also uh, shares a name with a type of cheap paper? What capital city called the Pearl of the Orient also lends its name to a type of cheap paper? Question number seven. Question number seven. Pinatubo, Krakatoa, and Eichefiatlajökull have all famously done the same thing. What have they done? Pinatubo, that is like pineapple, igloo, Nancy, apple, taxi, Uhuru, bingo, Oprah. Krakatoa, that's a kilo, Ringo, apple, kilo, apple, tango, Oprah, apple, and I hear Fiatla Yerkatl, and bear with me, it's echo, yahoo, jello, apple, Francis. Jello, Apple, Larry, Larry, Apple, Jello, Oprah, with an umlaut on top of the O, Kilo, Utah, Larry, Larry. So again, Pinatubo, Krakatoa, and Eichefiatla Yerkotl have all famously done the same thing. What is it? Question number eight. Question number eight. There is a program of NORAD. NORAD. That's like the military mountain-based sky radar thing. NORAD. They look after the skies for missiles and shit like that. They have an annual program. They've had it since 1955 called NTS, where NORAD tracks who or what. So the NORAD program called NTS. That's like Nancy, Tango, Sinbad, NTS. That is an annual program of NORAD that since 1955 has tracked who or what. Question number nine. Question number nine. Which actor uh, was said to have had her bust digitally shrank for the 2005 film Herbie? Fully loaded. So there is an actor. She is a lady actor. And she was said to have had her bust digitally shrank in post in the 2005 film Herbie Fully Loaded. Who was that? And finally, round number three. Question number ten. The last question of round number three, which is our last round. That's why I'm sad sounding. Round number three, question number ten. What four-word phrase is the motto of New Hampshire? The U.S. state New Hampshire has an official motto that is four words long. What is it? All right, let's go through these questions. 
They're not perfect, but they're doing their best. These questions one last time. Round number three, question number one. What is the name of Hershey's version of the Nestle Crunch? Question number two. What foodstuff is made by adding chlorine to table sugar? Specifically, you're adding it in the form of chloride. What foodstuff do you get? Question number three. Which performer appeared to be possessed at the 2012 Grammy Awards? Question number four. Uh, it's the only sea that is called the Sea with No Shoreline that is near Bermuda and is named after a type of seaweed. What sea is that? Question number five. A velocipede is an early version of what? Question number six. Which capital city, sometimes called the Pearl of the Orient, has lent its name to a type of paper? Question number seven. Pinatubo, Krakatoa, and Ihefiatla Yerkutl have all famously done what? Question number eight. An annual NORAD program called NTS tracks whom or what? Question number nine. Which actor was said to have had her bust digitally shrank in the 2005 film Herbie Fully Loaded? And question number 10, what four-word phrase is the motto of New Hampshire? All right, I'm going to call that a done deal for this round. And remember, if you have not jokered round one or round two, round three will automatically joker for you, but only your regular points double in value. Also, remember, I, I will always love you. Ooh. If you don't want to hear the answers yet, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause. But above all things, I wish you love. The answers to round number three. Round number three, question number one. The Nestle Crunch. Uh, remember, chocolate is scrumptious when it crunches. That's why... I love Nestle Crunch, but if you don't, you might instead enjoy Hershey's Crackle. Crackle is the Hershey version of the Nestle Crunch bar. Crackle. Question number two. If you correctly add chlorine to table sugar, you get Splenda or Sucralose or Sucra Plus or whatever the hell they happen to call name brands of Sucralose where you live. Sucralose. Question number three, the performer who appeared to be possessed at the 2012 Grammys, and again, this was an official performance, that was a performance by Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, and oh, how I would love it if Nicki Minaj started dating Julian Assange. Question number four, question number four, the only sea with no shoreline, at least the one that's near Bermuda. And that is named after a type of seaweed. The seaweed is called sargassum. And that's where we get the name of the Sargasso Sea. The Sargasso Sea. Question number five. A velocipede is an old-fashioned version of what? No, it's not an old-timey human centipede. Jedediah, my mouth keeps coming off of her hinder parts. Maybe you got some kind of a fastener or something. No, a velocipede is an old-fashioned version of a bicycle, or a bike, or a bicycle, or a bike. Question number six. Question number six. The Pearl of the Orient, that is the name given to Manila. Manila, the capital of the Philippines, which has also lent its name to Manila paper used to make folders and envelopes and other things. Question number seven. Pinatubo, Krakatoa, and Ayhefiatlayokotl have all erupted. They're all volcanoes that have exploded or erupted.
Also, if you put down anything having to do with volcanoes, you get the point. Question number eight. MTS, the annual NORAD program, is officially the letter stand for NORAD, tracks Santa. They track Santa Claus or his sleigh or something along those lines. Question number nine. Which actor's bust was said to have been digitally reduced in post-production for the 2005 film Herbie Fully Loaded? It's not Michael Keaton. No, it's Lilo, Lindsay Lohan, or Lindsay Lohan. I don't honestly know. Lindsay Lohan. And question number 10, the motto of New Hampshire. It's not fuck off, Rhode Island, but really, I mean, come on, Rhode Island. No, it's live free or die. Live free or die. All right, so that's it for round number three. So tally up your scores there and uh, take a look at what your score is. See who beat whom, if you're keeping track of that stuff. And, oh my God, just in case, if we have a tie, let's do a tiebreaker question. So this is the way that tiebreakers work in this game. I'm going to ask a question that has a numerical answer. Whatever team comes closer to the correct number will win the game. Now, usually it doesn't really matter if you go too high or too low. doesn't really matter. It's just whoever is closer. However, there is a time when it will matter. If one team is over by a certain amount and the other team is under by that same exact amount, in that very special situation, showcase showdown rules will kick in, and the point will go, and the game will go, to the lower guess, all right? So you can go high or low, but if there's a secondary tie, the advantage goes to the low guess. You will have at least 30 seconds to answer the question, because I have to do my little goodbye spiel. Uh, but anyway, the question is as follows. The oldest surviving American hardcore porno film. It's called A Free Ride, although sometimes it's also called, I'm not kidding, A Grass Sandwich. Uh, a Free Ride, it's, like I said, the oldest extant American hardcore pornographic film. What year was it released in? You have 30 seconds to answer that question. In the meantime, let me just say thank you for listening all the way through. Even if you listen to just a little bit, I guess you won't hear this part, but thank you anyway. Uh, if you have any suggestions for how to improve the game, or if you want to play one of the live games, or if you have an intro, or maybe you like to make music for people you've never met. If any of that is the case, or if you just want to drop a line and say hello, then send me an email. The email address is threewayquizzo at gmail.com. That is the numeral three, W-A-Y. Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. Also, if anybody else does happen to have any experience with troubleshooting shitty Linux computer problems, also please drop me a line. And finally, this is serious, so be careful who you say this to. I have a new conspiracy theory. I'm pretty sure that Whitney Houston was inceptioned. All right, that's it. Uh, the answer to the tiebreaker question, the answer is a free ride, a.k.a. a grass sandwich. That is the oldest remaining American hardcore porn film, and that was released originally in the year 1915, 1915. That's right, when my grandparents were but children or not yet born. 1915.
and it still makes you feel gross. All right, so that's it for the game. Thank you for listening this far. Again, shoot me an email. Say hello. Why not? Let's just chew the fat. Threewayquizzo at gmail.com. And until next week, however you got here, you get home safe. And I'll talk to you later. Later.